Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. God, listen to that intro. She's a professional. I'll tell you what. Sorry for my, can you hear it? My squeaky fucking chair. I swear to God, these corporate apartments, they better come with some WD-40 for the squeaky furniture. How the hell are you? I am fresh as a daisy, feeling like a new person. I got through my 14-day quarantine. I'm coming to you live from sort of the fresh air. I got out, had to do a little work today, but got out a bit. And I got to be honest with you, from the last podcast, if you tune in, I said, I'm not sure about Vancouver. You know, my view for the last 14 days has been the back end of a strip club. And I've been watching these two guys, Bill and Bob, do intravenous drugs for essentially 13 days in like, you know, 67 hours. And I was getting a little itchy. You know, I've learned a lot about myself during this quarantine. And we're going to talk through those personal victories. And, and we're, we're just going to, we're going to highlight some things that I've learned about myself, the good and the bad. But I do have to say like Vancouver, you're a beautiful city. I finally got to roll the window down in the back of at back of a, an Uber today on my way to work. And I stuck my head out like a golden retriever on her way to film a Nancy Myers movie. I'm not shooting a Nancy Myers movie, but I just feel like golden retrievers are always in Nancy Myers movies. And if you don't know Nancy Myers, she did Father of the Bride. She also just came out with Father of the Bride 3, but I think it was just a Zoom movie, which I'm not supporting. I, I need to see Frank and I need to see Steve Martin and the legendary Diane Keaton. And let's not even forget Kimberly Paisley and Macaulay Culkin's son. Okay, brother, you know, whatever, little Culkin, I need to see all of them live. I need to have an actual movie. Anyways, I'm not shitting on it. If Father of the Bride 3 was great, please put me in Father of the Bride 4. Okay, I'd love to do a Nancy Meyer movie. But that's how I felt. I really had like an almost movie-like moment breaking out of this building this morning. I had this beautiful driver waiting on me and he's, oh, so Canadian. And guys, I'm not even playing into the stereotype except the fact is Canadians, their stereotype is 100% honest and true. Sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. They say sorry for everything. Sorry if uh, uh, the wind outside's too strong. I was like, sir, my head is out of the window like a fucking purebred golden doodle. I am breathing in the fresh air, living my best life. Oh God, this fucking chair. I was just so excited to get out. And I I got to meet some cast members and kind of have my orientation day, if you will, on set. And, you know, it, it just, it's exciting to be back at work. It was exciting to get fresh air. It was exciting to be back on a studio lot and just feel like, hey, we're cooking with gas. We're working. She's working. She's booked. She's busy. She's international. 
But I, but I, I need to apologize to Vancouver because all I could see for the last two weeks was these two dudes doing shooting up drugs. Now we got to talk about this real quick and I'm not getting political about shit. I'm just saying it's very alarming when you are in cities that that kind of drug usage is legal. Now I'm smoked the weed every day, brah, you know, puff, puff, pass, pass. Literally hated that as soon as it came out of my mouth. <laughs> I mean, y'all, I've gotten too high on CBD and CBD won't get you high. That's how like sensitive my central nervous system is. But I love a little weed. You know what I'm saying? It's a little something to take the edge off. But so I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. Do your weed. Even, I mean, even if Coke was even legal, you know what all Cokeheads are going to do is do zoomies in the grocery store, you know, and then decide they want to make everybody a, a Thanksgiving brisket and then nobody eats it. But heroin's a little crazy. I walked out of my door. I went down to a coffee shop, got a little coffee. My driver picked me up and a guy screamed at like 6 a.m. this morning because I was up early. I can't feel my fucking arm about three feet away from me. And I was like, yeah, this is a little alarming. So I got to be honest with you. That's why my first taste of Vancouver was, wow, a lot of hardcore drugs right outside my door and this the back of the strip club. Then I saw a man chase another man down the street, the same two guys with a hammer. If y'all were watching my Instagram over the weekend, I was doing live PD. And if you don't know what live PD is, it's a show on Crime Network. I'll find out what, just Google it. And it's literally was like cops, but live. And they would go to places like Apalachicola, Florida. And it's just all fucking rednecks getting, they're like, oh God, Tim's getting arrested again for, well, burning down 16 trailers because he had a meth den. And they like know all the criminals. And the show is so fucking fantastic. So I was basically giving y'all live updates from live live PD Vancouver because the cops were showing up. So I get to work today and um, we do a thing that's called like a hair and makeup test. Essentially, I, I spent two hours trying on wardrobe and then I go into the hair and makeup trailer and they zhuzh you up to see, like we want to take photos and then we'll show the producers so everybody signs off on what your character is going to look like. So I'm in there getting my hair done and the hairstylist is staying in the same building as me. And she's like, y'all will never believe what I saw during quarantine. And I was like, what'd you see, girl? She's like, a fucking pug on a roof. I fell out of my chair. I fell out of my chair. I was screaming and laughing so hard. I was like, bitch, I got it all on live PD. She's like, the pug on the roof, you saw it? Turns out this woman's apartment is two stories right above me, but it's the same layout, literally the exact same apartment. So if you missed, there was a pug on a roof, which was right above the building right in front of where these two dudes have been doing drugs and fighting and chasing each other down the street with hammers and getting chased by the cops, all of this, my live PD Vancouver. There's a building that right across from me, it's an older building, definitely needs a health department to show up, definitely needs some hardcore work, but they keep the upstairs door up to the roof just open. So I'm sitting here one day working on the computer, tinking or tinking or tinking. I can't even get it out. Tinkering away on the old MacBook Pro. And I see this fucking thing on the roof. I'm like, what is that? Zoom in. It's a pug taking a shit on a roof. This is not an AstroTurf roof. This is not a green grass roof. This roof has no guardrail. I mean, if the pug so much as sneezed in the wrong direction, he's fallen eight stories to his death. Because I'm up on 12, okay? It's high. So the um, head of hair and I are just like crying, laughing. We're like this fucking puck on a roof. I said I was going to call ASPCA. And then I realized I didn't know who that was in Canada. So needless to say, 
watching all this go down made me realize a little bit about like prison reform. I'm like, no wonder if you're a prisoner, you're A, in solitary confinement, or B, you're just locked up in a cell all day. If that's your only point of view and only perspective, how can you come out a changed person? How can you adjust, adapt, rehab yourself if that's your only point of view and perspective? Because I got out today head out the window, feeling the cool breeze against my dry ass lips. And I'm seeing the beautiful boats in Vancouver and the restaurants and the harbor and the bay and the whatever inlet, whatever it is. And I was like, Vancouver's beautiful. I can see the mountains. It was all because my point of view was so fucking shitty. You got to change your point of view, your perspective. You got to take a walk around the block and see the other side of the street. And that's not saying we should cover up the bad things that are going on. But sometimes if you're only staring at the bad, it'll make you feel like you want to jump off your balcony. (laughs) But it's true though. It's true. And I just want to say a big shout out to anybody who has been locked up for the, you know, A, if you've really been locked up and you've done time. If anybody's ever done time and you're a follower of the podcast, I would love for you to call in and maybe even be a guest on the show if you're comfortable with sharing that story. I would just love to hear a little bit what being actually locked up raw would be. And I realize I don't know enough friends who've done hardcore jail time. I don't. Even if it was light jail time, maybe if you guys call in next week, even if you just spend a night in jail, because I know a bunch of you drunk hussies have, I'd love if you feel comfortable sharing, hear your actual locked up raw stories. And if you got a mugshot to boot, slide in the DMs. But today I just was like, wow, Canada's beautiful, but I haven't seen it. And it just put me in such a dark wormhole. Yeah, I'm not even fucking kidding you. By day seven, I really was starting to tweak. I was making jokes on Instagram, but... I was calling back home and my sister was like, I'm kind of worried about you. You're getting really fucking nuts and crazy. And I was just, when I get very silent, when I get quiet, when I get quiet, she gets introspective. And when I start to look inside, it goes down a very dark tunnel that moves at a rapid pace. Formula One, an F1 depression takes over me. And I'm not good. And I've learned about myself. I'm codependent. I like to be around people. Okay. My love language is time and and physical touch. That's why today, after I had, you know, my my business this morning, first thing I did, I went and got a 90-minute time massage. I did. Place was very clean, wonderful, amazing five-star reviews. Everyone said it was incredible. Very luxurious. It was amazing. I don't fuck with the right. I don't bring me your Swedish soft Ikea hands. That's bullshit. I don't want that. I want a small Thai woman who's going to look me dead in my eyes and say, I'm going to break you and you're not going to be able to feel your femur for six weeks. That's what I want. I would become a UFC fighter just so I could do the aftercare. Like I'd let someone knock me out just so I could sit in an ice bath and get rubbed by like 10 coaches afterwards. (laughs) That's how much my love language is like just hanging out and touching people. And that sounds weird, but that's, that's, that's why I went so fucking nuts between the pug on the roof, the fucking guys doing heroin and me in, in these four walls, not even being able to see anybody's face other than FaceTime. You got to smell other people. You got to be in their sense. You got to feel the energy. I believe in the Reiki, Reiki healing. So 
everybody said to go to the Fairmont, try to get into the Fairmont. Of course, it's booked like two weeks out. So I have something on the books there, but I'm like, I'm going old school. I was, I was in Thailand. I know what I'm fucking with. I want a Thai massage. Here's the thing. If you go get a Thai massage, I've been telling y'all all to check out a place that's not sketchy. There's plenty of places that are professional and certified. And this place, of course, was like booked and they were like, we'll get you in. But I walked in there and I said, Kapkum ka, which means basically like, thank you in Thai. And of course, the ladies immediately were like, fuck yeah, this bitch has been in Thailand. She knows what's good. Because sometimes when you go in and you're like, hey, I'd like deep tissue. But with Thai, traditional Thai massages, they really do a lot of stretching. And it's all about kind of twisting your organs, like a deep, you know, vinyasa yoga class. But with a small woman who's got your leg in a pretzel twist over where your toes touch the top of your neck. Do you know what I'm saying? But you really have to be straightforward when you go in. You have to say, I want an oil. I want a 90-minute oil massage with, with a little bit of stretching. Now, I know what you're thinking, Heather. Doesn't every massage have oil? No, traditional Thai is just is, is dry. It's basically like you're just getting a sunburn. You know what I mean? Or, and I know that this is not the proper term, but remember when we were children, someone, please correct me. I think I've said this before, an Indian burn where you have your, you know, somebody comes up and twists your raw skin. I am saying on the podcast, that's horrifically racist, but I'm just using that terminology as to say like, that is what a regular time massage over the clothes is. So you have to specifically say oil and then they're like, okay, great. You also want to be lubed up. But anyways, this Thai lady and I, her name was Siri, like the phone. She corrected me. She said, Siri, like the phone. We hit it off. And I said, just rub me. I just need 90 minutes with another human just digging her fingernails into my body. And we giggled and we laughed and we talked about Thailand and because I was just there. And I mean, it was just so nice to have a human connection. And then after my, I walked out of there and my body was jello, I went to this great little taco place down the street and I got, but I didn't realize I was getting a, a, a fourth of a pork shoulder. So I got six tacos and I walked into the place. I was like, hey, it's just me. And I'm in like sweats. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to take up a full table because you couldn't sit at the bar because of the COVID social distancing. And I said, I don't want to sit at the bar. Do you mind if, um, you know, I'll just, I'll, can I I'll just like sit in the corner? I, I don't want to take up space is what I said. And the guy literally looked at me and he goes, in a French accent, because everybody hears French, even though we're not in Quebec, Quebec or Quebec. I don't know which one we call it or Montreal. He was like, darling, you never take up space. Two margaritas on me. And then he just gave me six margaritas and I ate half a, like literally half a pig. And I'm just like, I'm just a pig and shit. Nothing is better than a deep tissue and a margarita. And I said it tonight on Instagram. When I die, I want my tombstone to say, here lies a thick bitch who loved massages than margaritas. It has to be in that exact order. Don't fuck it up. Because if you get a deep tissue massage and then you chug a bunch of water after the massage to rehydrate, get that lymphatic drainage going, and then you have about five margaritas, you're going to be on another fucking planet. Another fucking planet. You will be. It is what it is. But remember, you got to hydrate before because when you come out of that deep tissue, you're going to be sore the next day. To me, I've said this so many times in the podcast, I just love to be rubbed. I would sit in a food court at Lenox Mall and I would allow a random guy who worked at Panda Express God damn it. Another thing. I'm only saying Panda Express because Panda Expresses are like, the, you know, we think of a food court, you think Panda Express. There's some sort of Panda Express at every mall across America. I'm not saying that because traditionally Asians own massage parlors. I'm just saying, you know, he could be a white guy named Ronnie. If Ronnie wants to come rub my shoulders, take off his hairnet and his gloves because he's just been serving people at Panda Express. I'm just saying I'd let a creep at the mall rub me is what I'm trying to say because that's my love language. I'm in Canada and I've, I, I'm, I'm being, t t sorry, sorry, 
I'm apologizing. Y'all know what I'm trying to say though, right? You know where it's coming from. It's coming from a, a good place, a good heart. I, that's it. I mean, if even if I said Chipotle, somebody's going to get upset. Anywho, I'm just in my feelings. I'm in my head and that's what it is. When you're not going out and you're not being able to socialize, you do go crazy. And that's why we got to talk about prison reform. I'm going to, I don't know what, if I got to call Kim K, if I got to get Kris Jenner on the horn and we got to figure it out. I mean, fuck, my sister's a criminal defense attorney and she tells me how bad jail is all day. She's like, Heather, it's bullshit. Why do you think I do what I do is to help innocent people get out of jail? There's a lot of people who are locked up raw who shouldn't be. And I needed this time out. I need this time out to self-reflect, think, be professional. Speaking of being professional, thank you so much to everybody who tuned into the live show last night. I got to be honest with you. It was so fun and it, and it felt so good to just be silly and to do shows. And listen, I know this is not the same as being out on the road and being face-to-face. And by no means am I not going out on the road. This is not replacing our live shows. The tour when I go out on, on like a real tour is like a real stand-up, 90 minutes of comedy. It's, it's a polished act. It's what I do. It's what I love. But I'm trying to make the best out of these situations of us not being able to perform live for each other. One, shout out to all of you guys who tuned in and bought tickets. Let me break this down. We had technical difficulties. Y'all literally fucking crashed the site. And I was in tears. The fan video I was in tears about just, I was, before the show, I could see everybody in the, in the comment section in the chat room just being ridiculous. I mean, y'all's inside jokes with each other brings me so much joy. But I mean, we had a technical difficulties for like 20 minutes into the show. And I, and I purposely have a show at a kind of a decent hour because I know a lot of y'all are moms. You got kids, you got to get up early. So thank you for hanging tight. And then once the show went on, I think we did a great show. And I just wanted to connect. I wanted to talk to my mom and my sister and see Raymond. And I introduced y'all to Kat and Nat, who are two amazing moms here in Canada who are just a riot and they're so much fun. So I just wanted to have like a down home, really grounded show. And it just got stupid and weird and silly. But thank you for hanging in there. And I'm sorry about the technical difficulty, but that's on y'all. Because you all fucking signed on to the, the live stream at like the exact same time, which was like 6.57. And the guy on the computer was like, "Where our, our router has melted. So thank you for reminding me I'm popular. Hold on, let me get a sip of water real quick. Oh, God. Anywho. Okay, but hold on real quick. Back to the tour. See, I didn't, I've had margaritas. I haven't had enough water post-massage. So I'm my throat's going to get dry as hell tonight. If you got an email that said, hey, that your your ticket's been returned and the show has been canceled, that does not mean I am not coming to your city. Let me break this down in entertainment terms. Basically, what that means is say I'm playing a theater in D.C. and the promoter has now lost that deal with the theater or the theater cannot open its doors. That means that we get the boot. What that means is then my agents and I, we have to go out and find another deal at another theater in that city for a new date that we need. That does not mean I am not coming to your city. I'm absolutely coming back to D.C. and all these other places where shows got canceled, in quotes. But we have to refund your money and start from fresh because if we're going to be in a new venue, obviously the seating arrangement's not going to be the same. If you have tickets to a show for next year that, you know, the whole tour has been pushed to next year and it's been postponed, that means we still have that theater. We still have that promoter. That deal is the same. And we are still performing in that space. And if anything else changes, you will be the first ones to know. So I just want to be very transparent so y'all understand I don't deal with that stuff. That's what, you know, 
touring agents do and shit, but that's what we're dealing with. And unfortunately, and, and why it's been nice to do some of these just live stream kind of like, you know, they're not stand-up shows. I'm really kind of treating it like a, um, a late night talk show, if you will, because I have a monologue at the top and, and jokes that I've written and stuff like that. But it's because I want to be creative and you have no idea. I've been watching so much stand-up when I was locked up and it's like to not as a comic, we're already gluttons for punishment because we choose to try and make people laugh for a living, which is the most horrific, dumbest idea. Whoever fucking thought of that should be burned to the ground. Dumb. Just why would we do this? Why would I set myself up for this? I could have been gone and gotten a, made a ton of money being like a nurse practitioner, but I decided instead to try and do this. And I think it's not that I'm, as an entertainer, you have to you know, you have to have attention. That's not what it is. But when you're creative and you don't have somebody to bounce those ideas off of and like get that reaction from a crowd, I'll just fucking say it. It, you, you A little part of you dies inside. And so getting to see y'all in the, in the chat last night and seeing those fan videos and feeling like there's some sort of connection outside of COVID and outside of what's going on, it, it just felt, it warmed my heart. So I appreciate you guys for supporting. And also when we get back on the road, I've said this, it's going to be so fucking out of control. Every, every mayor better be in attendance because I am sure shit's going to go down. Everybody better have a lawyer on speed dial because you know a Heather McMahon show is a damn good time. And that's what I'm here to do. Giggle. Let's giggle about it. But that's one of the things that I learned about myself. It's just being locked up and not being able to chit chat with people. And then even fuck, the wedding was supposed to be this weekend. And I got over that. Everyone was calling me on Saturday like, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, what the fuck am I going to do? You know, eh, it is what it is. I will say I bought myself some time on trying to get in shape for the wedding, which is fuck, I needed that. And you know, it's great. And I said this in the show last night, but my, my dearest friend, Ray, he texted me on Saturday and this was the one text I needed. All my other dear friends who I love were like, thinking of you, love you. I'm like, it's, we postponed it. It's still going to be an epic wedding. Ray texted me, he goes, Heather, I just want you to know if today would have been the biggest day of your life, then you're clearly not the bitch I know. Cause the day you win an Oscar and Emmy is a day that will be the biggest day of your life. And I was like, that's my boy. That's right. The day that I win an award and I'm wearing fucking Balmain, Olivier Roustiang, and he's designed something that would fit my size 14 ass gang, Gucci gang. Well, Balmain gang, Balmain gang. Because, you know, we say Gucci gang because we love a Gucci outlet. And you and I both know it. Why would you pay full price for the Gooch when you could go to Florence, Italy and spend just as much money to get yourself to Italy then you could have just paid for the full, the bag full price and you know at the mall at Lenox Mall but it's it's all about going to the outlets and you know you know I love a Gucci outlet in Florence they've got some outside of Paris I'll go anywhere I'll go to Europe to go to the outlets and the irony of that is you get a better deal on Gucci on you know YSL on all the designer shit in Europe because you get the tax credit the tax credit tax return the VAT tax you don't pay tax so really, I'm still just a cheap outlet, basic bitch, Tanger outlet, Simon Mall outlet bitch, and I still spend more money to go to the outlet than I do on actually getting what I want. Wow. Just another thing I learned about myself. I'm a Tanger outlet, basic bitch. <laughs> oh my God. But um, yeah, what else? I just, I, I really appreciate everybody being so kind and and just thinking of me and 
you know, whatever. It was humbling. It was a very humbling two weeks. But Vancouver seems to be beautiful. I can't wait to get out by the water, get on a ferry to I don't know where. I don't know. Maybe I end up in Alaska. Maybe I end up in Vancouver Island. Maybe I end up back in the States. I don't know where it takes me to. Tijuana. But everyone said, get on a ferry and go across to where I don't know where that is, but I'm willing to get on a boat just to have a moment, feel like a fisherman. And I am somehow going to hopefully next year figure out how to help prisoners and, you know, fucking teach people about the fact that nobody wanted to bring up the fact that we used to say an Indian burn. Nobody corrected us. That's fucked up. That's so fucked up. Do you ever sit around now, like especially because so many things have been brought to light with, you know, through all the, you know, social and racial injustice and everything that's going on and you're sitting around and you're thinking about, you're like, no, I mean, I know my my heart and I know that, you know, I I come from a good place. Then you think about things that maybe one of your friends said as a kid or something where you're like, oh, I use this term and just common conversation. And and I'm not talking about the N word. Okay. That's a whole nother situation. I mean, you fucking knew that. Okay. I don't want to hear it. But like stuff like that, Indian style. I didn't even know that people weren't saying that till my girlfriend, who's a first grade teacher about five years ago, was like, Heather, we don't say that anymore. I literally was like, oh yeah, God, I can't sit Indian style right now. My sciatic nerve is killing me. And she was like, no, 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 crisscross applesauce. I was like, oh my God, you're right. Of course. I didn't, what? Literally was a grown ass adult saying Indian style. And I know somebody's gonna be like, oh my God, don't be politically correct. I'm not being politically correct. I'm saying that's fucked up. Native American. Listen, I've got Native American blood in me. I'm too afraid to do 23 and Me, but I've seen the books. Daddy kept records. Kyle McMahon kept records. I'm not naturally blonde. I'm the only one in my family who actually looks sort of German. Dad, darker skin. Robin, Greek goddess. Italian is all hell. Ashley looks like she's from Ibiza. And then there's me with just riddled with eczema. I have a patch of eczema on my hand right now that I don't know what to do with. And when I walked into the makeup trailer, she goes, ooh, what's that? And they always do that. And I go, it's eczema. And she goes, we'll get it. She winked at me. She's like, we gotcha. I was like, thank you. <laughs> thank you for helping me out, sis. Thank you for helping me out with that horrific, horrific eczema. Anyways, we're learning. We're growing. We're learning things about ourselves. My eyes have been open to things. Um, and, you know, Whatever. This year is all about trying to figure shit out and learn and grow and do what we can do. Because at the end of the day, guys, nobody has it fucking right. I don't want to hear one person be like, oh, we, we got it. You, you should know all of this shit. No, we're trying to figure it out as we go. I didn't know you could do fucking free base heroin on the streets of Vancouver, but you can. I didn't know you could throw a fucking pug on a roof. No AstroTurf, nothing. No guardrails, just a pug taking a shit on a roof and then going back through the door. Oh God, have I dig- dug myself in a wormhole? I'm actually feeling great. I've had a couple margaritas. I'm just keeping it real. I'm keeping it real. All right, listen, I have time for a couple voicemails. I want to just get some feedback of what's been going on with y'all and see how you're doing. And let's get into these. I love you. I mean it. Thank you so much for the support. Thank you for tuning in. And let's get into the voicemails. There were moments during this quarantine I thought I wasn't going to make it. And I said, listen, do I just break the core and cross back to the border. And they said, no, Heather, lock it up. There are many times in your life that you're going to have difficult decisions. But you know what's nice? It's not having a difficult decision when it comes to what kind of hard seltzer you're going to drink. You want to know why? Because I choose Vizzy. I choose Vizzy hard seltzer because it stands out above and beyond every hard seltzer. 
Because guess what the other hard seltzers don't have that Vizzy does? That's antioxidant vitamin C. And I'm not messing around here, okay? It is extracted from the Acerola cherry, which is a superfruit that is 30 times more vitamin C per cup than an orange. Don't you feel lied to? Don't you feel like we've been chugging down orange juice with that thick pulp for the longest, damnedest, darndest time? When really, we could have been popping a hard seltzer with some Acerola cherry. Vitamin C would have been packing a quick punch. One, to take the edge off and two, to keep us with those good antioxidants. I love Vizzy because I love their flavors. They have pineapple mango, black cherry lime, strawberry kiwi, and blueberry pomegranate. I've said it before, that black cherry lime, I'm a little redneck. I like to pop a cold one, pour it over some ice, then squeeze a fresh lime on top. There you go. I love everything on ice. That's just the way I live. You can't, literally can't go wrong with Vizzy. You're getting that vitamin C. You're having a delicious, refreshing, crisp, hard seltzer that'll take the edge off. And here's the deal. With Vizzy, you can enjoy refreshment with vitamin C and at 5% alcohol by volume, only 100 calories. And get this, less than one gram of real cane sugar per can. Every sip of Vizzy is more exhilarating. Upgrade your hard seltzer with Vizzy. To find out more where you can purchase, go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com. That's V-I-Z-Z-Y HardSeltzer.com. Must be 21 or older. Heather. Hi, Heather. It's uh, Jess and Laura again. We're not well. From Maine. We haven't put any powders up our best, but we did um, tune into your live and it was overwhelming. Honestly, it was too exciting. We've been just, I don't know, maybe like too isolated oh, well. in the quarantine and then to have this much fun. Oh, like, that's fun. like we almost drowned and died like in the lake like yeah, it was like we went kayaking we almost went kayaking and almost it died. yeah we almost died so but but thank you like it was so thank exciting none of this would have happened without your podcast and our passion for you and our like we never would have been near death I'm barf soon but thank you laura's gonna barf soon but thank you you've just brought us so much passion and life and you're the best okay thank you goodbye you probably can't air us again we're sorry mm-hmm. goodbye Okay, first and foremost, this is why I'm nervous about going back on the road. I cannot be responsible what you hussies do. If you get in a kayak and you flip in the river and then you're going to blame me, somebody's going to go on your, your your laptop and think, okay, what are they into? You know, your family's going through your laptop thing. They're going to find porn. No, just a bunch of my dumb fucking Instagram videos. I can't. I'm trying to change the world, but I cannot be held to that high standard of responsibility. At one point, my agents were like, do you want to do these drive-in shows where you you play an outdoor theater and people drive in? I was like, drive-in? No, absolutely not. You think I'm going to get a bunch, 10 women and six gay men shoved in a Lexus SUV? You know how many DUIs? You know how much murder there's going to be after that show of people trying to leave in their cars? No, absolutely not. Girls, I'm glad you had a great time. I'm glad we could giggle together. I'm concerned about you. Why are you near the lake? Do you live on a lake? I just feel like this is too much responsibility on me. And the funny thing is when we did the first live stream show, everybody was like, this is kind of at like peak, right? When did I do that show? In July, maybe? Where people were still in, no, earlier than that. I don't know when I did it, but people were like still in, staying in. We were, we were hitting our summer peak. And so everyone was still kind of locked up raw, if you will. And I had girls messaging me, having 50 people at my house with like a big screen TV. And I was like, great. Now it's going to be headline news. Heather McMahon does live stream show. It's not even performing in person. yet still somehow she's having like COVID parties and didn't even mean to. I am so transparent about what's going on in my life. I'm transparent about, you know, all of the things. 
But y'all cannot call the fucking voicemail and let me know you're drunk in a kayak. What the fuck am I supposed to do? I feel a sense of responsibility. Guys, we got to stay safe. If you're into water sports, which I highly am, I'm a Pisces. I had webbed toes for like a day and a half as a baby. I'm half, I'm half mermaid girl. I know I can handle myself, but I also don't get into a boat after 12 margaritas, six, you know, rumplement shots, a couple Irish car bombs. Wait a minute. Hold on. Irish car bombs. Do we still need to say that? That's a drink. If you don't know what that is, that's where you take a um, shot of Kahlua, which is like the cream, and you drop it into a Guinness. Is it Kahlua? No, it's Jameson. Hold on. Why am I having? I used to be a bartender. Irish car bomb. Hold on. I'm Googling it. Car bomb drink. Yeah, it's because it'll curdle. It's Kahlua, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry. Whoa, not Kahlua. (laughs) Fuck me. It's Bailey's Irish cream, Irish whiskey, and then you drop it into the Guinness beer. But I mean, should we be saying Irish car bomb? Because I don't know if you know this, but Ireland has literally been split and there was like a lot of civil war that happened there. I don't know how to use those terms because I'm trying to not say civil war, but civil war could really refer to anything. I mean, we had civil war in America, but they also have had civil war in many parts of the world. But sometimes, you know, when you just say civil war, you think, oh, it's just the North versus South. But well, technically in Ireland, it's Northern Ireland versus Ireland. I don't think we should say that. Fuck, Canada's made me too nice, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. And I'm Irish. I'm Scots-Irish. But I'm not, fr- I, I haven't lived in Ireland. My grandparents didn't go through the revolution. So I don't know. Any straight Irish people, please call into the podcast. Let us know. My God. I'm, I, yo, I have gotten tunnel vision from this fucking <laughs> deep tissue massage with oil. <sighs> This is so fucking funny. It's not funny, but it's also like, wow, we're we're going through this together. And I hope you guys are along for the ride and no one's going to be offended that we're having these out, outward conversations because that's what it's about, right? I don't know if we're supposed to say Irish Carbon. We got to talk about these things. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, Google. Is the drink Irish Carbomb offensive? The term car bomb confirms references to its bomb shot style as well as the noted car bombings of Northern Ireland's troubles. Yes, exactly. This is what I'm talking about. The name is considered offensive by many Irish people with some bartenders refusing to serve it. Wow. Okay, okay. Now, here's the thing, though. I worked in one of the biggest Irish sports bars in all of New York, and people would order them all the time, and I worked with so many, like, off-the-boat Irish people, and they served them. They also drank on the job. So I don't think they gave a shit. And they were kind of like, let's make as much money as we can while these drunk Rangers fans go to their, right, you know, let's get them as lit as possible so we can make money. So then we can send their asses to MSG. But still, wow. Okay. Learning something new. Is Jaegerbaum? Let's look at Jaegerbaum. Is that offensive? No, because that's just Jaeger. God, remember Jaegerbombs? You know what? I bet these two girls in the fucking lake were doing Jaegerbombs. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, girl. I just want to say, me and my best friends are like literally you, and you belong to our group. Like you, Heather McMahon, belong to our fucking squad, if you know what I mean. Anyways, so I'm in Palm Springs, and this is my absolutely fucking not. It is 9.42 p.m., and girl, I had to call you. That's how sad and pathetic, not that you're sad and pathetic, but that's how sad and pathetic it is that I needed to call you and tell you absolutely fucking not. It is fucking 
the weekend, I'm in Palm Springs, and everybody is supposed to be in the pool, right? It's 90 degrees outside. Me and my best friend, Anna, shout out to her, are the only ones enjoying the pool, 90-degree weather, 9 p.m. Again, there's 15 people. You heard me, 15 people in this Airbnb, and me and my friend are the only ones at the pool. Again, absolutely fucking not. You're on vacation. Who the fuck cares where you're at? You're in Palm Springs. You're supposed to be enjoying it. There's fucking nothing but men. We look hot as fuck. If you know what I mean, like our hair is wet, our bikinis are tight, we're fucking hot. Absolutely fucking not, girl. Hope you could air me. Love you. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. This voicemail is the funniest shit I've ever heard. Okay. Let's just break this down. First of all, I think you're going to, I thought you were going to start the voicemail like, I'm in Palm Springs, like absolutely not. I'm missing my friends or something. I didn't know where you were going with this. Then for you to just get on a rampage that you're pissed that your dumb friends aren't in the pool. You're like, bitch, we fucking booked this house six months ago. It is 945. It is 90 degrees out. The barometer says it is 150 degrees humidity. Why aren't these dumb cunts in the pool? <laughs> I don't know why. I get a lot of voicemails and this one made me, I'm wet, I've wet myself. I'm crying laughing. Y'all, I'm sorry. This whole episode's probably just a shit show, but I am just so tickled by this. I agree with you. Why aren't the bitches in the pool? Also, you have 15 people at the house. Hope everybody's safe. But you know what? I'm like you. I, nothing makes me more angry than we're on vacation. Let's do a night swim. I love a night swim. I like a day swim, but I love more than anything a night swim. Just because the sun goes down doesn't mean we can't be in aqua, you know? Just because the sun's gone down doesn't mean we can't get a little wet and wild. And look, you're building up you and your friends. We look hot. There's so many hot dudes here. So I'm guessing this is a co-ed party. Is this a co-ed party? If it is, what are those like? I haven't been to like a fun co-ed party, like a party party where there's dudes and girls, but obviously like people can be coupled up. But I haven't been to one where all my friends didn't have their kids and I love their children. I'm not saying that I don't want to be at a party with their friends, but I haven't been to a wet and wild, like we're getting in the pool at 10. Dude, that's a fucking party. I, you have every right to be upset. Absolutely not. Get those hoes in the pool. See, it's trivial dumb shit like this that just keeps me grounded some days where I'm just like, you know, here I did. I Here I thought I was going to try and solve the world problems, bring up, you know, important things that we didn't realize we said as kids, it's it's wrong now. We've got to push forward and change our ways. And then I also am like, add that to the list. Advocate for prison reform. And also if it's past 9 p.m. and you're in Palm Springs, you better have your ass in a pool. That's it. Those are the facts. I think all you're doing is spitting straight truth, wisdom. Yeah, it, it's hot out. Yeah, you're in the desert. Why aren't you in the fucking pool, Carol Ann? Get in. Wow, this just really brought joy to me. Thank you so much for that voicemail. I completely agree with you. Absolutely fucking not. It's time to be sexy and wet and wild, but safely. Remember, if you're too intoxicated, stay in the shallow end by the steps and make sure we get out and dry off. Okay, love and light. Hey, Heather, it's Whitney from North Carolina, and I'm calling with the absolutely not. So tonight I was babysitting my nieces who are six and 12, and we picked out a PG movie. And I just wanted to say, did anyone make this mistake? Absolutely fucking not. To 
the moving bridge to Terabithia. This is based on the book. I thought I read it. I clearly did not. Spoiler alert, the little girl fucking dies in a creek. And I'm like, not okay. Wait, all of these are about somebody almost drowning. Hold on. The Bridge to Terabithia? I haven't seen that one. Shit. Well, clearly didn't have a good ending, but I'm. this is a wellness update. Are you okay? Because that's, that's a voicemail. That's all she said. She's clearly hysterically crying on the phone. Like, I'm not okay. I didn't realize that these kids just watched this horrible movie where this little girl dies in the end. Oh my God, I'm not going to make it. And then she, that's it. I don't know. I need to call her back. I'm going to call her off, off, you know, the recording because I don't know how to do that when I'm not in the studio. Bitch, are you okay? Oh, God. Again, y'all leaving me these fucking voicemails. I can't hug her. I can't hug you. I'm, are you okay? Good for you for babysitting. You know, keeping an eye on the youth. Thank you. This is another PSA. Do not rent the movie Bridge to Terabithia. It's a downer. Dude, when I was locked up, I get it. When I was locked up, I watched... Cool Runnings, like six times, because it's one of my favorite movies, wept for like 48 hours straight. Watched the movie two times in a row because it's so good. And I just cried and I cried. And I was like, I'm moving to Jamaica. I want to support the next bobsled team. Also, John Candy, one of my favorite actors of all time, dead in real life. Not in the movie, if you haven't seen Cool Runnings. And then I just got depressed that they don't make movies like that anymore. Like, I just want to make really funny, heartfelt good 90s movies about shit that had good storyline and really funny. I, I Can I be honest with you? This is a bigger conversation. I know you're upset and I just want you to know I'm also going to add this to my list that I tell people not to watch the movie Bridge of Terabithia and that I bring good movies back. Because, you know, the movies nowadays are getting too heady. They're getting too, oh, it's got to have seven fucking plot stories. It's got all these twists and turns. It's got to be bingeable. No, I want to do a funny slapstick physical comedy. I'm talking Dumb and Dumber meets Chris Farley meets A Touch of Cool Runnings with Heart meets Heavyweights. And I don't know what that movie is yet, but that's going to be my goal is that I'm going to start creating funny art that we can enjoy and giggle with because you know what you you could do after you watch The Bridge of Terabithia and you want to jump off a, a roof with the pug that's on the roof? You would then turn on my movie and be like, this grounded me, this brought me back. And I was also educated and learned something. And that's all about what I'm trying to do with this platform. (laughs) I am though. I I actually have learned so much today. And I, again, I apologize. I hope I didn't offend anyone. I'm just like, these are the things that you think about as you get older and you're like, this was fucked up. And as I'm older, I realize the entertainment is fucked up. You had no idea Bridget Terabithia was a fucking tearjerker and a little kid died. I don't want to watch something heady. I don't want to watch something where it's like emotional. I got to think about it. And I really think after this year, and if there's any producers listening, you should produce all my movies because guess what? You think once we get through this year, anybody's going to want to watch some like heavy bullshit? No, they're going to want to giggle. They're going to want to bring back wigs, characters. Like if I could do a whole movie as my character, Margie, I would. A whole movie as Brenda Carlisle, Mississippi's number one real estate agent, my other character, I would. That's what people want to watch. They want to giggle. Didn't have to be deep. I want a Razzie Award or a Ezzy Award. I don't know what they are, but I'll win one. Who gives a shit? I hope you're okay. Let's get to one last voicemail. One last. Hey, Heather. I have an absolutely not. My girlfriend just showed me a Halloween. My fiance just showed me a Halloween photo on Instagram of some wine glasses with some catchy phrases on it. Like... I'm um, bat drunk, but it was like pictures of bats on it. 
and absolutely not to any of that extra bullshit. We break it up wine glasses. We replace wine glasses. I don't need a rogue wine glass stemless in the back of the cupboard until next year. And like now we broke a couple wine glasses and I got to use this one in like June. Absolutely not. And that's all I have to say. Love and light and live your truth. Take care, sweetheart. Thank you. Oh, wow. Way to end the voicemails. Okay. Mike from Hoboken. Um, This is great. I love it. I absolutely not. To listen, we're going into the holiday season, Mike, and you better be prepared. One, thank you for calling me from Hoboken, no joke, in New Jersey. Two, I love that you called your girlfriend, your fiance, your girlfriend. She very quickly corrected you in that in that voicemail. Uh, two, I fully agree with you. Could not agree with you more. This is bullshit. It's a tchotchke. We're going into the holiday season and you better guard your heart and your mind, your eyes and your penis because there is going to be so many, so much of that bullshit thrown in your face, Mike. Oh, you're going to be at Thanksgiving. Do you know how many plates, paper plates and signs that are going to say gather on them? Forget it. Forgot about it, Mike. You Literally every house you're going through, they're going to have a sign that says gather, gather over here, gather over there. We're already gathered together around the table. Yeah, a, a a little a little punny. I don't want a punny wine glass. You know what I want? I want a wine glass that's the size of a fishbowl and gets the job done, Mike. Absolutely friggin' not. Ab- friggin' not. What's what we're gonna start saying? Anytime straight dudes call in the podcast is absolutely friggin' not. Forgot about it. Mike, I love you. I love you so much. Thank you for calling. Thank you for being a part of the team. Thank you for helping us be the change. And you know what? That's another thing I got to add to the list. The last thing on my list is I got to call Home Goods or Michaels or anybody or in Canada's Home Sense. That's the Canadian version of Home Goods. I got to call them and say, listen, you got to call your um, all of your retail, not your retailers, your vendors. You got to call your vendors and say, we're not taking any of this. If it's a tchotchke, glass, pitcher, mug, stemless with with the stem you know i don't give a shit if it's a coffee thermos yeti cooler i don't give a shit if it says on it boo i scared you haha <laughs> you're looking in the mirror or something like that where the mug's calling you ugly boo you scared yourself haha <laughs> put down the mirror you know that's just a pun off the top of my head that's not even a pun that's a that's a bad tchotchke but you get what i'm saying there and i know mike understands what i'm saying if you invite me to your Thanksgiving and you have one thing in your house that says gather, you know what I'm going to do. You know what I'm going to do. I don't even need to say it because the threat's already in the tone of my voice. Mike, I'd really like to have you on the podcast. If you can, slide my DMs, put a bunch of, you know, the pasta, put the swirly pasta in the message so I know it's you. I don't want your girlfriend to message me. I want you to message me and then we'll bring her on too, but I think you'd be great to interview. I need to bring, obviously, my Italian stallion back. But what if I then brought my Italian stallion back and then you and then you guys can have an Italian off and see who's more Italian? I'm just saying. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. Absolutely not to all of the things. Absolutely yes, though, to y'all getting me through quarantine and we're here and I'm ready to work. Absolutely yes to us opening our minds and expanding and having these uncomfortable conversations of shit. I'm doing comedy. I didn't even realize some of these things that we said. We're not okay. You know what I'm saying? 
Mike, love you. Uh, love each and every one of you. Thank you for tuning into the live show. And I promise we're going to be back on the road. So stay patient with that. And in the meantime, between time, stay real, stay loose, stay limber, get your time massage with oil. And guess what? Get out of here because I got to. <laughs> I'm so good at witty things. Love you, baby. See you next week. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.